Well, good morning, 1910 family. It is good to be with you guys. And I've got to say, you guys have never looked better. Wow. Hey, listen, I know that today and this weekend's a big weekend for us, a big weekend for us as a nation. And I think every one of us would agree that, man, we need to be people of prayer. We are thankful for these United States of America, but let's just be real. Our nation needs prayer. And so I pray that in the midst of all of your activities this weekend, don't lose sight of, of how blessed we are, but how much we need the blessings of heaven. Amen. Are you with me today? Hey, listen, it's also an exciting time because we're kicking off Pine Cove City this week. Man, it is going to be amped on campus. In fact, if you need a pick-me-upper at any point this week, I want to encourage you just to pop in to this campus and and get a glimpse of what's happening. You're going to smell sunscreen. You're going to see inflatables and lots of water. And you're going to see, bottom line, a lot of kids having fun in the name of Jesus. And so we are honored to have our Pine Cove staff with us. And I hope that you'll get a chance to high-five them and just let them know you're praying for them today. But I'm excited to be with you guys. Uh, I hope that your summer's off and running. I know you've probably already hit the snow cone shack on the creek. Uh, Don't you just love the summer? Hey, listen, I know that you've been blessed also the last few weeks with incredible preachers. I hope that this is not a letdown because you've been challenged with incredible men of God challenging us on how to live out loud. And so I get a chance for the next few weeks to just kind of drop in and, and, and share a word of encouragement with you in relation to this theme of our summer, live out loud. What does it mean for us to put our faith on display so that other people can see it? It's not enough for us just to, to, to believe in our hearts about who God is and what he says he will do. But, but more importantly, our, our faith is to be put on display like a city set on a hill. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl. No, no, no. You live your faith out loud. In fact, I would just share this with us today, that any declaration of faith that is not put on display and not lived out, that is really not a true declaration of faith. You see, when I say I believe in something and when I place my full confidence in, and that's what faith is, to place your full confidence in someone or something, when I pl- listen, I'm going to live it out. I'm going to live it out loud. Just as many of you this weekend are flying the flag of the United States of America, right? We, we are proud to be citizens of this great country. Hey, listen, God is in heaven is calling you and I also to be unashamed of the gospel and to be willing to put our faith on display for others to see. Are you guys okay so far? Wow, this is so good. Listen, today I, I want you to know that you're needed. We live in a day and a time in which our faith and, 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 and it needs to be demonstrated more and more. P- people are, are in need. They're searching for answers. And listen, for those of us that profess our faith in Jesus Christ, those of us who have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, those of us that know that Jesus is the answer. It is time for us to come out of the shadows. It's time for us to to no longer hide in the corners of culture. And it's time for us to be willing to point people towards Jesus. 
In fact, I want you to understand something today that people need to see and hear the power of God demonstrated in your life. Come on, who's the last person that, that through just observing your life or hearing words from your mouth or saw the way you responded to a need around you? Who's the last person to say, you know what? I heard that. I saw that. And I think I just got a clear picture as to who Jesus is. You see, church, that's what we're called to be about. We're called to live our faith out loud. And we don't have to go through statistics today. I don't need to show you newsreels and of, of world events happening around us. You guys know that we stand in a time in history in which Jesus is needed more now than ever before. And so that's what we've been focusing on this summer and are going to continue with you. We're going to challenge you to, to show off your Savior. Come on, don't just keep him tucked in and, and hit down deep inside. We want other people to get a clear glimpse as to who Jesus is. And that comes, guys, make no mistake about it, through the lives that we live. <laughs> no pressure there, right? <laughs> I don't know about you, but, 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 but there are some days in which I feel like, man, I'm right where I need to be. And I'm living just like I need to live. There are some moments I can look back in my life and I pray for you as well that, that you can say, you know what, man, I think I'd put Jesus on display in that situation. But let's be real. Don't you lie in church. Come on now. There are those days in which I blow it too. There are those moments in which I miss an opportunity to be Jesus in someone's life. Hey, I know this is hard for you to imagine, but my, just, just ask my family. There are times in which my words may not even sound like Jesus's words. Woo! Anybody else struggle with the preacher? Come on now. Don't you leave me hanging out to dry. I will come off this play, platform and no, I'm just kidding, but it's hard, isn't it? We know that we're called to live our faith out. But the reality is it's a struggle still for so many of us. And for me to stand here today and to tell you that it's always easy and you're always going to be perfect and you're always going to bat a thousand when it comes to representing Jesus, well, I would be misleading you. The reality is a struggle. But I do not want us to miss this truth. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Listen to what Paul says. He says, you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Now, listen, Paul's not writing to the Corinthian church and saying, hey, listen, I want you guys to be like Paul. No, no, no. What Paul's saying to them is, hey, listen, I want you to see the Jesus that's inside of Paul. And that's who I want you to imitate. In fact, Paul's kind of putting some pressure on himself right now. He's saying, hey, listen, I, I, I need to be living my life in such a way that it's worthy of imitation. Hey, do you remember when you were a little boy, a little girl, you looked up to your parents and so many of us had dreams and aspirations. Hey, you know what? I want to be just like my dad or hey, I want to be like my mom or maybe there was a sports figure. You guys have heard me talk about my passion and my love for, for, for Michael Jordan, who I believe is the GOAT. Right? I know some of y'all would differ in this room today. But there was this slogan that Gatorade came out with when I was growing up. And it was pictures and commercials of Jordan gliding through the air and dunking. But he would be chugging a cold bottle of Gatorade. 
And the slogan and the jingle of the song said, if I could be like Mike. Hey, what would happen if somehow today we begin to take that same attitude and say, hey, listen, I believe that Jesus is the answer for the world. And and I have placed my faith and trust and confidence in him. If there's anybody that I hope that you guys that are observing my life, if there's anybody that I hope you could see today, hey, I want you to see Jesus. I want to be just like him. Some of y'all say, well, that's a bad example. Or, hey, we'll never be perfect, and I can never live up to that. So, hey, listen, that, 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 that's true, and that may be a, a, a nice answer, but that's a cop-out also. You cannot mistake the fact that for those of us that have had the very presence and spirit of the living God planted and deposited within us, he is looking to you and I to put him on display for a world that needs to see Jesus. They need to see him. And listen, I don't want you to feel like there's no way I can measure up. Hey, listen, heaven has confidence in you and I that the lives we live and the actions we take are going to put Christ on display. We're not always going to be perfect. And there are going to be those days in which we, we fall short, right? But let that not be the reason why we just throw in the towel and say, you know what? What's the point? Hey, come on, Christian. Let's get back in the game, kid. Your culture, your community, your neighbors, your your, your teammates, the people you work with, your very own family members, they need to see Jesus. Let's imitate him. Let's put him on display for people to see. Listen, it's time for us to keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's remember the things we've read about him. Let's remember the things and the ways that he's worked in our lives. Hey, maybe even can you recall those times in which, in which someone else was Jesus to you? You remember how it made you feel? You remember the encouragement it was to you? You remember how they stepped into a time of need for you? Listen, let's be Jesus to other people. It's time for us to focus on Jesus and it's time for us to live out loud for him. How are you doing when it comes to imitating Jesus? I asked our staff a a few weeks ago a a question in one of our staff meetings. I I asked this question. I said, hey, listen, if everybody in our church looked like you, what would our church look like? Hey, if everybody in, in, in our congregation uh, studied the Bible the way you study, what would our church be made up of? Or, hey, listen, if, if, if everybody in our church worshiped the way that, that you worship, what would worship look like at 1910? Or, or hey, listen, if, if everybody in our church dressed like you, or if they talked like you, or, or maybe if they participated in, in extra, the same extracurricular events and programs, or if they watched the same media, or if they posted, hey, listen, if everybody was imitating us as a staff, what would our church look like? Wow. And just like in this very room right now, crickets, it was silent. It's a big question, isn't it? 
I don't profess to be perfect. I, I, I still, still make poor decisions, and I'll admit that. I are a work in progress. But if everybody looked like me, if everybody walked the walk that Jason Brown walked, and if everybody talked the talk that Jason Brown talked, man, what would this church look like? And I got to be honest with you. Uh, I hope you're better than me in a lot of ways. I really do. But let's not miss the fact of what our calling is, church. If not us, then who? If not us that, that aren't imitators of Christ and putting him on display and living our faith out loud. If, if, if heaven can't depend on us in this room today or those of us that are watching online. If not us, believer, then who? You see, they're going to look somewhere. They're going to look for something that's truth. They're going to look for someone in their time of need. When they're searching for answers, they're going, to, they're going to look to something or someone. And I'm telling you, church, come on, it's time for us to rise up and be Jesus, imitators of him. It's time for us to live out loud for Jesus. Wow. Hey, now, several weeks ago, we looked at a passage in the book of James that, that I just want to remind us of. And, and maybe you missed the message, but, but let me just remind you about, about James. You see, James writes some, some, some important, he, he hits us in the gut in James chapter two. Because James begins to take this idea of faith and, and, and he begins to, to challenge those of us in the faith to, to demonstrate that faith. In fact, I, let, let me just say this. I do not believe that there is such a thing as a privatized faith. Now, now, now hang in before you start throwing tomatoes at me today, right? Listen, listen, my decision to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior was a private affair. My parents couldn't do it for me. My pastors couldn't wish it upon me. Um, uh, no one else can make the decision for, I had to make that decision. It was my own personal private decision. And for those of you that know my story, you know that I did that by myself in my bedroom when I was nine years old. But after I make that decision and after you have made that decision, check this out. Our faith is not to be kept to ourselves, but it is meant to be displayed and shared with other people. You, you guys know that, that, that we practice something here called scriptural baptism. Uh, we, 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 it's in it. We always share that it's, it's one of those, uh, first steps that we take to declare to the world about this inward decision we've made to follow Jesus. It's, 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 it's getting in the water and going under the water. And in fact, that's what Jesus did, right? To, to start his ministry here on earth, right? But there's no such thing as keeping our faith private and to ourselves. And, and, and James hits us hard with some of these words. Let me, let me read just a, a few of these verses from, from James chapter two. Verse 14, he says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save someone? Look what he says in verse 17. He says, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. 
in, in, in verse 26, he says, just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Are you picking up what James is putting down here? James is challenging me and he's challenging us today that, hey, listen, what good is it for us to place our confidence? That's what Hebrews 11 says. It's it's confidence, right? What good is it for us to place our confidence in someone or something without living it out? And I would say living it out loud. Now, listen, Please don't think you're hearing something that I'm not saying. I'm not saying, and James is not saying, that our good works save us. It's not what he's saying. The only way a person can be saved, Scripture says, is by confessing their sins and with their mouth and believing that Jesus is who he says he is, right? That he died on the cross for his sins and, and, and asking him to come in and change their lives or to save them. It's an open declaration with our mouth. That's what saves a person. Have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? You see, coming to church and being a good person and giving money or going on more mission trips or, or humanitarian efforts, listen, that is not what saves a person. And so many people think that is true. It's not what scripture says. Scripture says to call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. So James is not saying here that, hey, my good works save me. No, no, no. But here's what James would say. And here's what I want you to catch today. That because I am saved, I do good works. That, that, that's what James would say here in, 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 in chapter two. In fact, if you want to read verses, uh, verses 14 through 26, read that to get a, a better picture as to what our brother James is saying here. I'm not saved by my good works, but James is saying, listen, I find it hard to believe that a person can truly be saved without good works. It's just going to come out. People are just going to see this, this idea of your faith. Listen, faith is not you just being able to answer a few questions and, and spout off answers. Listen, one of the things that set Jesus apart from the other rabbis of his day was that Jesus didn't just talk a big game, but he actually demonstrated and lived out the very words that others were speaking. You see, the religious people of Jesus, they were so good about knowing the law and sticking according to 613 laws and commands. The problem was their hearts were so far from it. There was that time in which Jesus calls them whitewashed tombs, meaning you look good on the outside. You guys look like you have it all together. Man, your hair's in place. Your robes are divine. You walk and you sound great, but I'm telling you, you're whitewashed tombs because on the inside, you're not living out, nor do you believe anything that comes out of your mouth. Do you know anybody like that? <laughs> do you know anybody like that where, where, where they talk a big game, but yet they don't ever demonstrate or live the things they talk about? Wow. Guys, I'm telling you, it is time for us, church, to put our faith into practice. It's time for us to live it out loud. I'm telling you, the world in which you live today and the friend groups in which you run in, the the neighbors in which you live next to, 
the people you hang out with. In fact, it's probably safe for me to say that even somebody that you're sitting next to this morning in this very room or those of you that are watching us online, and by the way, thank you. People need encouragement. People need the words from our mouth, but more importantly, they need the actions of our lives as well. They, 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 they need words of, of encouragement. They need to know that they are loved. They need to know that they're loved by God. They need to know about the grace and the mercy of God. They need to know that. But church, they also need to see that demonstrated towards them. You see, this idea of good works, you know what good works are? Good works are nothing more than God coming out of you and I. We've, he's been, his spirit's been placed in us. And, and, and my good works are nothing more than, than me letting God out for the world to see. It, 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 it's my faith and, and, and what's inside me. It's, 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 it's coming out of me so that people get a better picture as to who Jesus is. So you see, I think James would tell us today that genuine, true, saving faith, check this out, it will produce good works. It will. It'll produce good works. And let me just remind you that as we're putting our faith on display, let us fight the urge to become puffed up. We've got to be careful that our ego not get in the way and that people say, oh my gosh, you are the bomb. No, no, no. Can we always be quick to give glory and honor to the God that we're letting come out of us? Promote Jesus. Don't promote yourself. Don't build your own platform. No, no, no. We're promoting Jesus. We want them to see him. And again, heaven is counting on you. Let me just read one final passage to us today. It's, it's found in the book of Matthew chapter seven. And, and, uh, you know, there are some verses in the Bible that are just hard and, 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 and they can maybe become even just a, a little confusing if, if, if we're not careful, but, but Jesus mentions these words to us in Matthew chapter seven, verse 21, Jesus says this, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of the father will enter. Wow. What would it look like today, church, for us? To be people not known by just declaring, hey, can I just let you know something? Even the demons of Satan himself know who Jesus is. They, they, they know what he's capable of. So it's not enough about just knowing stuff about Jesus. But what sets us apart as believers and even from those who do not believe, is we actually live out and we do the things that Jesus calls us to do. Can I just say something? That's what it means to be a disciple. That means that I follow his example. If I'm a disciple of Jesus, I do the things he calls and commands me 
to do. People need encouragement. I just shared that with you. And what are we doing to let God out of our lives? Listen, um, talk is cheap. I, I grew up in the world of athletics. I know that's hard for you to imagine right now that I used to be an athlete, but I used to be in shape and I used to be able to, to play ball and I just, I can't any longer. I'm just gonna declare that right now in front of all, I can't. But here, here's what I remember in my days of athletics. The guys that talked the most trash were oftentimes the worst athlete on the team. <laughs> And they're, they're, they were oftentimes guys that really didn't get much playing time. And, 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 and every good athlete could really pick that person out. We, we knew that. They, they were the bench warmers. They were the guys that, I, I don't know, maybe they were just on the team just to talk smack and get in the opposing team's head, right? But, 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 but for those that, that, that know anything about the game and athletics, you, you know that oftentimes the, 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 the people that talk the loudest, well, they're the ones that really can't back it up. And I just wonder today, if, if, if somehow through the life that I live, if, if, if people know that, that, that I'm a Christian and a follower and a believer in Christ, but, but I just wonder if, if a lot of times my talk might be considered cheap because I'm not responding to the needs of people around me. I'm not literally living out my faith that I say I profess. You know, how am I helping those who are hungry? Am I clothing those who are naked? Hey, how do I respond to the foreigner? What's my heart towards the prisoner? Hey, what, what, what do, do, do I take action? And, and, and when I say, hey, listen, I believe that everyone has a right to life. Do I really defend the rights of the unborn? Do, do I know that God so loved the world and he died for all sinners? And so how does that prompt me to respond to those caught in a homosexual lifestyle? How do I respond when people mistreat me? Are, 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 you, are you seeing some things yet? Talk is cheap unless we respond in faith like Jesus. And if we, 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 we have to let that faith we have to let Jesus out. Talk is cheap. And I can't help but think that today heaven's just saying, hey, listen, I'm just ready for you to start living out what you say you believe. I mean, I'm telling you, that's a challenge for me too because it's hard sometimes. But let's not let that stymie us and keep us from still following in the same footsteps of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Your world needs you. It's time for us to quit talking about it. It's time for us just saying, hey, this is what we believe. Hey, listen, if your relationship with Jesus doesn't connect your heart to your hands and feet, it is dead. If your relationship with Jesus sometimes doesn't cause you to take action and to live like Jesus, my friend, I'm telling you, you have dead faith. Remember what James said, just as our body needs breath in order to live, so our faith needs action. 
And so today I have one for you. But but before I let you go and before we sing and continue to pray and and what have you, I I just want to call us to action today. And I I, want to challenge you with something. And here it is. How can you demonstrate your faith in action this week? How can you demonstrate your faith in action this week? Is there someone that you know needs help? Is there um, um, uh, someone in, 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 in great need that heaven is calling you to step into that? It may require time. It may require finances. It may require some sweat equity. But I just want to challenge us this week. Let's not talk a big game. That's cheap. But let us live our faith out for the world to see. And so, Lord, that's my prayer today. Is that we would be people of action. Not people of words. But God, may we be people that take action. God, may we put you on display. It is time for us to live our faith out loud. And God, I pray that as we do that, people will get a clearer picture as to who you are and how much you love them and the difference you make. We do it all for your glory and yours alone. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.